Welcome to the November 21st version of Zooch and Wild. I'm I'm going to take a step back cuz it's kind of crazy. This we've been doing this every week this whole year. This is the last regular season episode. Yeah, this, we, this, we're at rivalry cool. week. We are at rivalry. I think that's pretty cool. We've had a lot of laughs, a lot of rants, and I I, I think this week is going to be an encapsulation of the season. Because there's a lot of games I want to laugh at. There's, there's going to be some good rants this week uh, by us and uh, uh, coaches, I, I, I think, <laughs> after some of these games. And I think we're going to see some good games. We saw some good games last week, and we got some good games coming up this week. Big rivalry week. I, it might run a little long this episode. We got a lot of games to cover. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of the best weekends of the year. You start really. Like tomorrow when people get off of work, I would say you get like the, I think a lot of people take Friday off. So you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, great rivalry games. You have a basically a winner goes to the playoff game in this Michigan-Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Auburn does, even though they just lost to New Mexico <laughs> yeah. State. But something tells me that game will be closer than people think it's going to be based on that New Mexico game. Yeah, the ghost of um, Gus Malzahn will somehow keep keep them close. That's the Gus Malzahn special. Oh, you yeah. lose the Mississippi State by two, and then you beat Alabama by a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, last week, really, really awesome games. Uh, I think, I mean, the top-ranked matchup game was um, uh, Washington versus Oregon State. It was a later game, but uh, it was a nice game. I knew, I, f- I felt like Oregon State was punching up the entire game. Also, underrated funny moment. Were you watching the game when the uh, long snapper like sent it over that guy's head and like immediately was just storming around, pissed off on the sidelines, like no, no one was talking to him? He I threw didn't see fit. any of that he, game. I was at he, the Steelheads game. He looked like <laughs> he looked like he was the most stressed out person in the state of Oregon. He was just like you could see like it was raining, so you could see their breath. You just saw. <laughs> Like, just, like, breathing heavy. But, yeah, Washington, I mean, people, I think, who aren't on the West Coast are going to knock Washington for not winning big again, but they beat the number 11 team in the country. Like, this is an Oregon State team who, if they beat Oregon, is going to – who might play in the Pac-12 championship. Like, it is insane to me to think that anything other than Washington moving up in the rankings – because the rankings just dropped today, so – I think they have Washington at three, or is they is that four? Washington's at a four. I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you have, you have some people who are going to get mad at that, but you you beat the eleven team in the country. It doesn't matter if you win by one point against the eleventh team in the country. Like yeah, that should exactly. move you up. It's 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 actually insane to me. It's yeah, I don't know. Any of your thoughts? I'm on the Penix Heisman train. I think he should get it over Daniels. Yeah, I mean, he if they finish. Undefeated, he's getting it. I think. I don't think they're going to give it to Jaden Daniels with LSU being what they'll be nine and three, right? If they win yeah. out, and they have A and M, so it's not assured. I don't think that they'll go and I won't be eight and four. At eight and four, he's not getting the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, no. All the I just want to be like tweeting stuff, and anyone who thinks Jaden Daniels should be the Heisman, it's it fair argument, but I just like I I love responding. With um, uh, just images of Toby Gerhardt, like, oh, so you should have thought Toby Gerhardt should have won the Heisman then. Oh, record doesn't count, I bet. Yeah, right. let's vote Toby Gerhardt. All, all-time Heisman candidate, Toby Gerhardt. We got to do – you ever think about some of the weird Heisman finalists over the years? And Colin, Heisman- Klein, Colin Klein's the one that kills me for finalists. Yeah, Colin Klein is up there. I mean, you ha- and you have some of the some people who just won it and then dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, like Chris Weinke is my favorite at Florida State. What's it? Uh, the Oklahoma guy, um, Jason White. Jason <laughs> White. Like, uh, Tim Couch. At uh... Tim Ka- yeah, it's there have been some odd ones. Even even Troy Brown kind of felt. Did did Troy Brown win the Heisman? I'm not sure if he did or didn't. I know the year Jason White did. He threw 35 touchdowns and nine interceptions. I'm looking at Jeez, that right now. What was the competition that year? 
Let's see. Who were the finalists that year? Yeah. Who? I'm going to look it up. 35 and 9. I guess that'll get you like a second quarter start in the NFL Pro Bowl, but that shouldn't get you the Heisman. He was just the third Heisman Trophy winner not to be drafted. And the other two. It wasn't one, one of guy, them like played basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Ward went to the NBA and the other guy went into the military. Let's see. 2005 That's Heisman so... Finals. That's so pathetic. Jason White didn't get drafted, but he won the Heisman. Oh, sorry. 2004 is what year it was, not 2005. So in 2004, he actually had 40 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Yeah, or no. I get that. Wait. Two, oh, sorry. It's 2003. So 40, 40 touchdowns, two inter- 10 interceptions. And the other people were Larry Fitzgerald. All right. Eli Manning. Yeah, just some average names here. Totally not NFL stars. Chris Perry. Who? Chris Perry, a running back at Michigan. Oh, bro. Who actually didn't have a bad year. He had 1,600 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns. And then Darren Sproles finished fifth. Perry. Well, I guess we're going to keep on that Michigan hype because we're going to keep the survival train going too. Michigan survived again. They, they, they survived again. And... J.J. McCarthy, the people who said, I said it last week, Michigan fans think he's the best quarterback in the country. He's fighting for a chance to even be top five right now, Zuj, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I mean, and part of that, I think, is they're not asking him to do too much. Like, the Penn State game, they obviously just weren't going to throw the ball because why would you? You're playing Penn State. So playing Penn State, a school that will never win the big game ever. Exactly. And then, I mean, last week I watched, I'm trying to think, because that was, did that game start at 10 a.m.? trying to think of what. The Michigan, yeah, early game, early game. I'm trying to think of what other games I was watching. It was a weird week last week because there was not any, like, until the nighttime, like, any big, meaningful, like, I guess, playoff, like, factoring games. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're kind, they're kind of saving some of his stuff for this week, to be honest with you. I I think that's a fair strategy. And also, <laughs> Maryland, I feel so bad. Is Maryland the Kentucky of the Big Ten, yes. where they start like 5-1 every year, and then they just lose out, and then you see them in the Belk Bowl, and you're like, all right, yeah, it's solid, I guess. Eight, eight, eight wins. Yep, every once in a while, they'll finish like 10-3, and three, but that's, that is the uh, pinnacle for them, 10-3. We need a non-con Maryland versus Kentucky, probably a a, a, a pick'em spread. That 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 would actually be objectively good football, I think. Maryland versus Kentucky. That's about as evenly matches that. Maryland versus Kentucky versus maybe like Arizona this year versus. Shoot, I'm trying to find a Big Twelve school. Duh, Baylor. Speaking See, all, all four of those schools are just the same. Speaking of Arizona, do they have any shot of going to the Pac-12 title game? Yes. They need some losses, though. I I, I think. Because they think lost they to Washington and Oregon, right? Yeah. So they Washington's Oregon... going no matter what. Yeah, they clinched with the game. But Arizona, yeah, big win for Arizona this week. They beat the crap out of Utah. Also, <laughs> can we talk about a certain someone who announced his decision to return to college football next year, Cam Rising. That's unbelievable that that guy is still <laughs> going to be back. That is truly amazing. I, I think I looked it up. I think that guy came in to college with me in 2018. I will be now, at the beginning of next year, when he plays, three years removed <laughs> from from graduation. Cam Rising you have entered back into the world of college football. You need to enter the private sector and get a job with a PE firm in Salt Lake City and just live your life, hang your jersey up, maybe play Canadian football for the Alouettes. Shout out the Alouettes for winning the Grey Cup. But it's incredible that that guy, that guy is approaching Perry Ellis territory. Yeah, I mean, it's truly – it's insane that guy is still – it's – I like – I can't believe it, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. It's him and Britton Covey. Utah has given BYU a run for their money the last couple of years with guys just staying around and not doing anything. 
Well, even so, I feel I feel like they always have like a quarterback who seemed like they're there. There's that guy who was like almost looked just like Cam Rising. I cannot think of his name, but he was real that like six foot eight guy. I don't know. I I I just remember the guy who's a Hundley. That was like kind of my introduction to big because that's when Utah football like was doing well in the Pac-12 was with Hundley. Yeah, he he seemed like he was. I didn't even know that Cam Rising started at Texas. You know what? Now that you reminded me, he did transfer. This guy, this man, Cam Rising. Can you imagine Texas's QB rooms if like the transfer portal like never exists and it's just like Cam Cam Rising, Ewers, Malik Murphy. Well, I guess Malik Murphy comes transferring. So, and like Arch Manning. And then yeah, just be the he might transfer honestly now Arch Manning. I think no, I don't think Arch will transfer with the, the Texas scenario. They're 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 the Texas. They got a big game this week against Tech. Um, Tech, what a disappointment they've been this year. They were like dark horse like ranked team. And they, yeah, people just, thought they were, like might get like win the Big Twelve, and they did not. They started by losing to Wyoming. Travis yeah. Wilson is who I was talking about. <laughs> Travis Wilson. I'll put it to you um, this way. Travis Wilson. Came. Can we get an image on him? Travis Wilson. If I can figure out how to put images in here. I'll get a, I'll get an image of Travis Wilson on here. Travis Wilson. Let me get it on. Oh, my gosh. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh my gosh, dude! Look at his Rams picture. I know, he got transitioned to tight end, dude. Okay, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull this up real quick. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Oh my goodness! Come on. You know, of course, Chrome wants to be slow right now. Of course, I need it to work. Yeah. All right. Maybe he wasn't there as long as I thought. He started as a freshman. That's probably why I felt like he was there for so long. No, this, this, this image is too funny not to share. Oh, here we go. Boom. You, you see what I'm seeing? It's loaded. It's once lo- we get this image. Once we get... <laughs> that's him oh my goodness bro look at this guy look at this guy what are his stats it just it doesn't have any because he uh didn't ever oh, do anything in the nfl no ncaa what are what are his NCA stats? I want to see what Travis. We we have we've gone off on a Travis Wilson tangent. Okay. Everyone, check back in. <laughs> his Wikipedia says he went undrafted Bro, in twenty. 20- look at these touchdown to interception ratios. Yeah, it was the week. Hey, he did. Hey, pretty solid twenty fourteen year. Five rushing tutties, eighteen throwing touchdowns. Not bad. Well, the best part about him, I clicked on his Wikipedia, and it says he went undrafted in the twenty six in twenty sixteen and signed with the Los Angeles Rams in twenty seventeen. He tried out for the team while working at a search shop in California. That's perfect. You know, we can laugh all we want about his terrible like profile pick. That's a guy that's just living life, man. Four year <laughs> starter, tried the NFL. He's what Cam Rising should do. You know, just yep. go try. Move back to Southern California where you can get any six-figure job you want pretty much because you were the quarterback of Utah. So, right. Funny stuff. Well, sorry for that tangent. Let's get back to the stuff that we actually are talking about this week. And I'm finally going to give we're, – we're, we're finally talking about Mizzou. <laughs> we're finally talking about Mizzou. And we're only going to talk about them for a little bit. But Eli Tulowitz, pretty good. I mean, not really. Hey. You almost lost to Sunbelt Billy, and you needed a fourth down completion to win the game. But, you know, who am I? Who am I? Well, if they win, they'll probably go to uh, New York Six Bowl. Oh, I'd lo- I I, I want to see Mizzou. I would love Mizzou versus whatever that group of five team is and just watch Mizzou. Mizzou's the kind of team that would lose to the group of five team in the New Year Six. 
Yeah, I mean, they're nine right now, so top 11, you automatically go, right? Yes. Because then the other, the 12th team would be... The G5. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dude, Mizzou's an interesting... I don't even want to talk about them. I think they're the most overrated team in the country. I think Eli Drinkowitz is the biggest tool in the country. This is a team that... You, you, I, I watched that entire game against Florida. And the, the, the team, they, they don't look like a top 12 team, but they just keep winning. <laughs> and for that, I can't fault them, right? Right. It's, it's kind of like a less version of TCU, right? Like, like they keep winning. So, like, you can't just be the guy that's like, oh, well, they're not better than – they're not better than Ole Miss, of course. Like, But, like, they're winning, right? So they're yeah, going to be exactly. ranked high. Like, they're not better. Like, if, if, if you said who wins, Mizzou or Oregon State, most people would say Oregon State's going to beat the shit out of Mizzou. But Oregon State is going to be ranked below them. That's just how it is with the wins and losses. Right. So can't fault them. But Eli Drinkowitz, you're going to get what's coming, and I know you will. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait. It's coming. It's coming, and his name is Jamie Chadwell and the Liberty Flames. Oh, strike the stone. Sketchy <laughs> stuff happening at that university, Liberty. Weird stuff. Uh, Jamie Chadwell, man. You think he goes to Mississippi State? I think he won't be at Liberty long. I don't know if he'll go to Mississippi <laughs> State, but I mean, but SEC, there's always a bunch of coaches who are gone each year, so we'll see if. I mean, he could go to maybe A and M offers him. Maybe he waits <laughs> it out and Arkansas next year opens up, or Florida next year opens up. I mean, even come on, Florida you don't think year. you don't think Sun Belt Billy is gonna turn it around? I mean, I think he'll probably get another year, but you at you had a losing season last year, and it's like the Andy Avalos thing. It's it's a three year build. Like there's no reason with transfer portals like that. That third year, people become pretty impatient. Yeah, six and seven last year. Unless they beat Florida State this year, they'll be five and seven this year. And the issue is five and seven this year and losing one, two, three five games at the end of the season. They were five and two. Graham Mertz. What are you going to say? Heisman Heisman candidate Graham Mertz. Man, what a funny guy. You know, what what a funny guy. Graham Mertz. Would you take Graham Mertz? On, no. How many teams do you think you, you wouldn't take him? No, I would not take him. I mean, he's been okay at Florida, but there's too many good quarterbacks in the portal that you could take. I think. Well, I'm interested to see what the portal happens. It, it, it'll be interesting. This it, 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 what's what's interesting. I mean, obviously, Spencer Danielson's interesting, and Boise's just got a special teams commitment today from a, a kicker who looks like he's gonna replace Dalmis. And he, I mean, solid, right? But then Danielson, if he runs the table. I, you have to at least give him like an interview. Like you have to at least like seriously consider him if Spencer Danielson runs the table with Boise State. Yeah, I think so. I do think that I think people are getting a little over their skis on beating Utah State. Just a little, just a little bit. I and think. like even if they beat, if they were to win out, I mean, I get it. Being like, all right, the guy went four and zero, awesome, but. Killing a Utah State team who's not very good at all. And then, I mean, we'll see what happens with Air Force. I still have my doubts they're going to win that game. But, I mean, we'll see. Like, it, I don't know. I would think there's some better candidates out there right now than a guy. I mean, I don't dislike Spencer Danielson. I don't think he's a bad coach or anything. But I think sometimes teams get caught up in that, like, juice they get when they fire mm -hmm. a coach and – I agree. Like, oh, things are great right now, and then you know, I think, I think the perfect scenario, at least in my mind, is to keep Spencer Danielson around as a DC, right? Yeah. But then the the, the thing is, Spencer Danielson wins three games in a row, right? Then he can, he might be able to get a head coaching job at a smaller school or a D coordinator job at a bigger school. And just say, and like Andy was the one holding me back these years because Spencer Danielson had good defensive stats up until this year. Right. Like he, he was a fantastic defensive coordinator up until this year. Now, I, I think that's 
combined with a lot of talent leaving last year. So you're playing younger players and inexperienced players. So who knows, maybe next year the defense is better, but it is interesting. It is like part of me is like, man, like the players are playing well. And like, what if green and Genty buy in and they don't like leave because Danielson's here. But then on the other side, I'm conflicted. Cause it's like, Oh, like I should look past the three games and like, we can, if we can get someone or Boise state can get someone who's been from the outside and brings in a new way of thinking and experience, who knows? So I'm torn on the issue. I think I'm going to let it play out. That's my official opinion for now. I think they they will have a, I think we'll know who the coach is at Boise state by. Well, you have to before the transfer portal nowadays. Yeah. That. And I think that especially if they, if Air Force beats them, that we'll know who the new coach is by the end of next week, because Every team is going to be basically done playing until their bowl game or done playing period with the exception of however many conferences, however many teams are playing in conference championship games. So that's when you have to do it because you want it before December 4th, which is end of next week, I think. Maybe That's going to be a fun day. That's going to be a fun day, transfer portal day. (laughs) Although I think I will say about the transfer portal, I talked to a lot of people who, and and we'll end kind of the last week's games on this. I kind of feel like the transfer portal, when you talk about it with people who don't watch college football, like people don't realize it's like dudes get stuck in the transfer portal and like don't get out. Like it's only like what 50 or 60% of people end up finding a spot. And also like a lot of these kids, or I can say kids now because I'm older than all of them, which is a crazy thing to think about now. But uh, like a lot of them, like they're downgrading. I, not not downgrading because that's the wrong word. Because mm. Division One football is Division One football. But you're having a lot of people who it's like you're playing at an SEC school. It's like I'm gonna hit the transfer portal for greener pastures, and it's like I guess now I'm playing at like Eastern Carolina now. You know, like yeah, like you know what I mean. So it's it's got the pros and the cons of the portal. Like we only see the the top 100 names that get to go wherever they want, while we don't get to see the probably thousands of other kids who are going to be entering the portal in a couple weeks. Right. And we have, you have to add on, we'll see. Cause I think Sunday morning we'll start seeing a lot of coaches get fired. Mm-hmm. It'll be, I think they're way Like there's no point really in doing it now this late. In the, like if you hadn't gotten fired by now, it's going to be Sunday, but we'll see with like West Virginia, Florida, UCLA, uh, UCLA is, I, I think, a dark horse best job in the country. Mm-hmm, lower expectations, lower expectations. Uh, you still have pretty much all the resources as these big schools, maybe a hint less, but still enough to win a national championship in my book. And you're going to the Big Ten. And you can right. recruit, in my opinion, I'm going to piss a lot of people from Florida and Texas off, the number one recruiting hotbed in the country in the LA Inland Empire, Orange County area. That is the best. And you you, you can quote me on this, everyone. That is the (laughs) best high school recruiting in the country. I don't want to hear about no Dallas Fort Worth. That's great. I don't want to hear, you know, Miami Dade, you know, the state of Miami. That's a great way to recruit, you know, Atlanta and its suburbs and Georgia, another great one, but nothing touches Southern California. I'm sorry. What do you think? Speaking of, like you said, that one is a, uh, good one. Do you think there's any dark horse coaches who will get fired that people like aren't really expecting? Like, oh, like I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. First one that comes to mind. Oh, you know, if Jeff Wilcox at Cal doesn't beat UCLA and become bowl eligible, would not be surprised to see a change there heading in the ACC play for Cal next year. That would not surprise me one bit um another one that i think wouldn't surprise me as much oh i'm trying to think you know i was my a thought immediately jumped to washington state but i don't think they'd fire that coach after a year or two no oh, i'm trying to think I, I i should have another one you know i would have said jay norvell at colorado state if boise state doesn't blow that game he's probably done but i think he could use that fluke victory for another year's paycheck for our buddy mechanic jay 
But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I would say the number one uh, dark horse to get fired is fuck. Who did I just say? I got a terrible memory, man. I just Justin Wilcox. Justin yeah. Wilcox is the person I think who might get fired. Makes sense. I mean, it's he's like year six or seven, and nothing's really improved. So nothing, and he doesn't really pump out draft either. So ah, we'll see. Dang. Talking about Cal gets me depressed and sad and bored because they're a boring program. This game's not going to be boring, though. So we're talking about next week's games or this week's games. Michigan-Ohio State, you saw the name in my thing, the freak out off. I think we are going to get a soundbite of the century in this game. This is the game of the year. This is the, is. This is the game of the year. I'm stoked. This, like, this is so incredible. Like this, I was actively rooting for Ohio State, who I hate, to win. And Michigan, who I would have just loved to blow it to win, just so we could have this matchup. Oh yeah, and I do. I'm um, I'm thinking Michigan's gonna kill them again. I think I don't think kill, but I think Michigan wins. I think Michigan wins, and we get cringy Michigan sound bites, and then they're gonna win a one that should be somewhat close in the Big Ten championship, and then they're gonna get their ass kicked by like Washington or Florida State <laughs> in the first round of the playoff. <laughs> yep. And then it's gonna Harbaugh's gonna do, but I think Michigan's gonna win because it's uh it's out the big house this year, right? Like yeah. it's at Michigan. Oh yeah. Also, you you heard it here first. I am not a betting man, but if I was, put twenty dollars on there being some sort of pregame scuffle. Oh yeah. Not a chance. Not a chance. There's not a pregame scuffle. I might even put twenty bucks on them not shaking their hands, which, to be honest, would be a total Ryan Day loser move. Total loser move to not shake hands. But I don't put it past Ryan Day. So, who knows? But I, I also think Michigan's gonna kill him. Well, not kill him, but beat him pretty handily. Beat him pretty handily. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It's Michigan seems better to me. So. Michigan seems better to me as well. So we'll see. But who knows? Marvin Harrison could take over. Uh, not the um, – uh, this is like the home bone. We've been following Ole Miss all year. You know, Zuch, Ole Miss fan. I've hopped onto the hashtag coming to the sit bandwagon. And I'm talking – I like the Egg Bowl, Mississippi versus Mississippi State. I'm talking about it because not so much more if Ole Miss wins, it essentially guarantees them a New Year Six, would you say, or puts them in no, a position the, for a New Year Six? Or position, they would probably need Louisville and or Missouri Missouri to lose. To, yeah. Okay. And Oregon State to lose probably too to Oregon. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's the coolest thing ever that they play on Thanksgiving. And I was talking to you last week about how off camera about how no one gets screwed harder by the NFL adding that third Thanksgiving game than. Ole Miss Mississippi State because that yeah, it like, used to be the standalone third. Like people are done eating, they're just hanging out, having a few drinks, seeing family that they don't get to see, but a couple times a year, and that would be the get you put that game on. And <clears throat> I mean, usually you see some like, yeah, they're not top tier SEC teams, but you see guys who end up being pretty good in the NFL. I mean, you've had AJ Brown's been in that game, Dak Prescott. Elijah Moore, the infamous piss game. There have been some good games. I was watching a uh, a highlight. The I I, so I originally had seen this clip a few years ago, and I thought it was like a joke reel, where it's like the gust of wind that stops the ball mid air when the Mississippi State kicker's kicking it, and it just drops. What just happened? If, If you haven't seen the clip, look up. I think it's like Egg Bowl 1982 or 1983. And the Mississippi State kicker has got like a 35, 40 yarder and he kicks it and it's straight in the gusting wind and it literally stops. Like, you know, when you hit a golf ball too high into like the wind and it's just like the ball flight just stops and it just drops. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it is the, it's the funniest thing ever. But this game, how like do, do people eat Thanksgiving like their meals in the Grove and just hang out all a day? A lot of people will because it's. It's so big, the Grove, that you like they pay an extraordinary amount of money to have their stuff there. So like they have everything you could possibly like, they'll basically, if it was in like this year, it's in Starkville, but if it was in uh, Oxford, people would basically tomorrow start setting up all their stuff. 
Like if so you is, went to campus, you would see everything. Is the grove weird like that? Because isn't there one part of the grove where it's like a first come first serve, and that's when you see the mad dash? There's possibly. I know a lot of people like to be on the side, like basically the team will walk through before the game for the walk of champions. But I know champions of what? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since they've actually baseball. Baseball. There, okay, there we, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, like people like to be there because you get to see all the players and all that kind of stuff. But that part, you can just walk over to that part too. It's just the Grove is like, if you imagine I'm trying to think of how to explain it to people, it would almost be like, like on our campus, for example, almost our entire campus. Like if you went from towers all the way down to like where the, the communication sub? building is, or even the sub, ah. it's that big. Of stuff. It, There's like four or five lanes you can like walk through, and it's right next to their student union building. And their their campus is kind of like ours, like pretty small. So like the, so the Grove is pretty much like a third of their campus. Yeah, the Grove's like a third of their campus, and then a little outside the Grove, you have the basketball arena, and then the football stadium, and the baseball stadiums a little ways away. Then they have Fraternity Row, which you have to walk to, but they, I mean, so many people are in, like, frats and sororities there that their fraternity row is huge. So, like, a ton of people, like, my dad went there, and the house was so big, they had, a, like, woman who lived there and, like, did the laundry and cooked food. Like, they had multiple women who, like, did that. So, it's, like, a smaller it's a campus. It's game but... over there at Ole Miss. It's a di- oh, yeah. it's a, it, it really is a different ball game. But uh, speaking of this ball game, I think Ole Miss is going to cover the spread. It could be 21 points. Mississippi State is a team looking forward to next year. Yeah. And it's stunned for them because their, their coach literally died. Yeah. And they were like, after having a solid year, his last year there, it's, it is a bummer for them. But, hey, watch out. Jamie Chadwell, he can be a good coach for Mississippi State. No, that, oh, yeah, that, was, one of the, that was one of the sadder coaching deaths, Mike Leach. He was always yeah. like – great for sound bites and like the most random yeah i love the clip of mike leach and he i think it's when he was playing like u of i like one of his first years at wazoo and he's like starts yelling at the the u of i coach and they get in this huge argument post game and then it turns out that like they're like neighbors on the same street because (laughs) moscow and pullman are so close (laughs) to each other he's just like they're gonna he's gonna get the huge fight with like one of his best friends on the field but yeah, that that's a good one. Um, and speaking of, is the Iron Bowl going to be a good one? I th- I always like the Iron Bowl. Game? Like I, I always mean, I always enjoy the Iron Bowl. So I, I think it is too. I, I think, like you said earlier, the Auburn is going to be it's going to be close. It's ah, uh, I take that back. Closer than people think. I think Alabama I am, wins handily. They, I mean, Auburn played. Georgia really close. They played. They played Ole Miss pretty close. LSU did kill them, but I mean Auburn's Auburn's always been weird like that. They can like come out and look amazing against a good team, and then a bad team just completely look like they don't even know how to play the sport. So I think Auburn knows like they can really ruin Alabama's season if they win this game. Oh, so. I mean that's that's what the the Iron Bulls like bread on. It's just yeah. like be be the ruiner. But it, it is it, it's crazy. I mean, Hugh Freeze, I, I think this could salvage his season. It this game, him winning this is the difference between failure of a first season and oh, we got something. And well, it's crazy that that one game can depend on that. But that's truly well, what it is. If they if you think about it, this is how I think about it for him. If they win that, they're seven and five. You win your bowl game, you're eight and five in your first year. And you look mm-hmm. at it and you're like, okay, well we lost to Georgia, Old Miss. LSU, I don't remember the other two they lost to off the top of my head, but three pretty good teams. But if you lose and you're six and six and you lose, that to me there's a big difference in looking at going eight and five in your first year and possibly six and seven. So, yeah, we'll no, see. It, it, it'll be interesting. No, it, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, moving on, we're just gonna bust through these bad boys. Oregon, Oregon State, probably the best like ranked versus ranked matchup this week. Besides Michigan versus Ohio State, this is another the Civil War. This is Oregon State. It's not. I think Oregon State's got a lot to play for because not only can they play spoiler, but they can also 
shoot themselves up into like that Alamo Bowl, maybe even New Year's Six Bowl range with a win in this game. Right, and if they – because do they have – I'm trying to think right now. Do they have three losses in conference or two? Because I think if they were to – let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. They have okay, two. They, they have, they have three. They have three. Ah. They, it's – Wazoo by three, which they probably should have won that game. They, hey, my man I mean, Cam Ward. Hey, if the Heisman was only the first month, he wins it. <laughs> They've lost by three to Wazoo, three to Arizona, and two to Washington. If they just won one of those, this would be winner goes to the Pac-12 title. So I think now, basically... Because Arizona still got a shot, right? Yeah, but did Oregon beat Arizona, or did they not play? I don't think they played. So if Oregon State beats Oregon, does Arizona have a shot if they win? I think they would, because I think... Holy moly, Washington's praying for Arizona. I'm sorry, Arizona, but... (laughs) Yeah, so I'm looking right now at Arizona. They're also probably wishing they didn't somehow lose the Mississippi State, but... yeah. And USC, honestly, by two. But, yeah, I mean, they play – Arizona plays Arizona State this week, so I guess it would just depend on if Arizona wins and Oregon State beats Oregon, where – if Oregon's ahead of Arizona in the final uh, rankings. playoff thing. But the rankings, I don't know, though, because, like, if they, they don't – does the Pac-12 – Do you like base the it system? I don't think so. I don't know. Because you can't wait until Tuesday. It's got to be the computer thing because you can't wait until Tuesday to announce who someone's going to play. Yeah. Like who Washington's going to play. I think, so it, I, I think it would have to be the computer thing as well. I really do. But I don't know. What, what I know with this game is that I think this game's going to be a better game than the Michigan Ohio State game. Because mm-hmm. I think Michigan might run, start to run away with that. I think this game is going to be like battle to the end. Like this, like mark this in as the best game of the weekend. I, yeah, I, I, this one this, will be great. This is like two offensive lines that play well. This is going to be a Pac-12 game, but it's going to feel like you're watching like two great Big 12 teams, if that makes sense. Or it's it's going to be like an a great Big 10 team in Oregon State playing a great Big 12 team in Oregon, where it's like yeah. that power football versus like that spread power that the Big 12 has sometimes. Right. But the Big 12, you got some drama. I I want to I'm I'm going to read these scenarios to you. Okay? okay. And these are the scenarios for the uh Big 12 championship game. All right. So Oklahoma remains in contention with either a loss or a win against TCU. Texas can clinch a, both a berth to the championship and the number 1 seed with a win over Texas Tech. Right. So if Texas wins against Texas Tech, Oklahoma State wins, they're, they're in no, no matter what. Okay. Oklahoma would need to win and Oklahoma State would need to lose. So that's how the Sooners get in. They need to pray for an Oklahoma State loss. If both of these teams lose, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, if Kansas State then wins, <laughs> Kansas State will sneak their way into the Big 12 championship game. Now, that's if Texas wins. If Texas loses, it becomes a shit show. That means no team can clinch a bid to the championship until Saturday. So then Texas can only clinch a berth to the championship if two of the three two lost teams, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, lose on Friday or Saturday. If Texas loses and two of the three teams when there will be three or four teams tied for the championship berth, multiple scenarios exist in this circumstance contingent on which team remains in the tiebreaker pool. That's the that's the that's the doomsday scenario. That is if Texas loses and then it the perfect scenario lines up where the right combination of those three teams I listed, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State winning and losing, it's gonna be chaos. You're gonna have four teams you, right now, you have four teams vying for two spots. It's insane, but that's why I love it. That I being said, I don't think Texas Tech stands a gosh dang chance against Texas this weekend. You'd, I mean, it's 
which I just said, look it up, by the way. And if Arizona wins and Oregon loses, um, let me make sure I read it right. Arizona goes to the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. So that's we could insane. just that's, – That's so insane that Arizona could be in the Pac-12 championship game. It is. It's almost hilarious. Oh, let me go back up to – here it is, Texas Tech, Texas. It just says on this ESPN article, if Texas Tech wins, the Big 12 is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the article says. It's yeah. talking about, like, playoff hopes. Okay, well, they're so not wrong. If, like you said, if Texas loses, it can still yeah, play in the conference. Yeah, what's the doomsday scenario with Texas losing? Okay, if Texas loses, it can still play in the conference championship game with an Oklahoma loss or an Oklahoma State loss or a Kansas State win. But a two-loss Texas as a Big 12 champ would render the head-to-head without, with Alabama moot. Mm-hmm. So, if Texas wins, I'm trying to see if they have any more on these. Because they probably don't have Oklahoma's not going to the title game. So, yeah, that I mean, Texas is like their last hope. And really, for the Pac-12, you're almost kind of, I would, I mean, I know they're all leaving, but you're almost kind of hoping uh, Oregon State I mean, Oregon beats Oregon State, right? Oh, because that is, almost yeah. assures you a team going to the It does. Playoff. If Oregon State wins, even if Arizona wins or loses, it, it's Washington or bust for them. Is they're not the, the, the committee, whether we think Oregon's had a tougher schedule, they're never letting a two-loss Pac-12 team, even though if they're the champion, get, get in over a one-loss loser of Michigan or Ohio State or a one-loss Georgia loser of the SEC. So yeah. it's just not going to happen. I don't know. I feel, I feel like this is setting up possibly for a Texas Tech win. Three straight wins? You, nope. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. I know you got the Raider. Is that why you wore the Raider hat today? Because you wanted no, to stand in solidarity just, with the Red Raiders? This, this seems is, this, like this a this game. This is a blast for me. This seems like a game Texas could definitely somehow jack up. But now that I said that, they'll I win like la- 49 Last 10. year... Last year they jacked it up. I think they're not going to forget when all the Texas Tech bros stormed the field and got in the faces of them last year. I think this is a total Sark game where Sark hangs, like you said, 60 on them, and then they just blow their load this week, and for some reason the Big 12 championship is closer than it should. That's just going to (laughs) happen. Oh, Texas. Oh, Texas is right. We will see. We'll see if the Raiders got in their back. Any other things that we want to talk about? I guess the only thing I have from – this last week is, did I, we, I think we just saw the last Caleb Williams in a USC uniform. I mean, he, he, he might play this week, but what are we kidding ourselves? They don't have a game this week. Oh, oh yeah. And that's the, that's the last time we'll ever see him in a uniform. So, yeah, well, I, I he's gonna be, he plays in a bowl game. Not a chance. Yeah. I don't even think USC is not even ranked. So, I mean, we talked about USC in the Holiday Bowl. Usually they like taking a ranked team in the Holiday Bowl. What's oh my gosh no I just thought of a nightmare scenario Zooch Zooch yeah, in the LA Bowl. Yep. Oh no. Because <laughs> it's oh, a six. The Mountain team West and... is gonna get embarrassed. The Mountain West is gonna get so embarrassed when they play USC. Oh no. It's the sixteen goes right now, and basically you can take out Washington, Oregon, Arizona State, and Oregon State. Oh. They're not going to that bowl Arizona, game. Oregon. So it's basically so... between. Utah, and USC, USC, Utah, and UCLA. Yeah, and I and I, I bet that bull wants USC or UCLA because of LA proximity. Yep, I don't think they would hate Utah versus Boise State. That might get some fans if Boise State wins the conference title, which I don't think they're going to. But I don't. The I don't, good thing for the LA Bowl is they could get UNLV there, which. UNLV versus USC would not be a terror. I mean, I don't know how many people would be there, but that's not a terrible bowl matchup for the LA Bowl, to be completely honest. Or I UCLA. Think, I think I think anyone just doesn't want Air Force. I'm sorry, Air Force. You just don't draw. I I I, I hate viewers, guys online, like the guys who are like, "Well, this only drew this, and you only drew this." It's like, well, why don't you watch the game, you effing loser? So I'm. Right. Uh, yeah, but Air Air Force doesn't draw views. I don't know how many Air Force service members salute the service. Thank, thank you all. But I don't know how many of you guys are hanging out in El Segundo 
or Manhattan Beach just chilling. It <laughs> can go to the LA Bowl, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, uh, it, yeah. Uh, but no, my nightmare scenario is Boise State having to play USC, and oh uh, no, uh, we we would we would embarrass the Mountain West, man. Any, I I think any Mountain West team would embarrass the Mountain West versus USC. So that's not a Boise specific thing, but I just, I, I just have a bad feeling about how that game would play out. Yeah, I've messed up in my there head me. where they're where they have a their backup quarterback, like some five star true freshman who can use one game because he won't burn his red shirt, like throws for five touchdowns. And it's like I think it's Malachi Nelson's his name because I remember him getting recruited to USC. It's like Malachi Nelson for Heisman next year, question mark. It's like, oh, boy. Or I Miller know. Moss, whoever this guy is that I'm looking at right now. Oh, Miller Moss. Yeah, he was like a four or five star, too. It's yeah. He looks like the he looks like the guy who's going to lead USC to a national title just based on his profile picture. So you got to look up where he's from. He's either he from, from he, he's he is from Los suburban. Angeles. What I'm going to find out what high school he went to because he needs to be from. If he's from suburban Orange County, he is Matt Liner reincarnated or Carson Palmer reincarnated, or he went to, to Sam Darnold. I'm looking, he he needs to go to like the most like a total douche school, and that's how USC wins. Mission Hills, he California, is where he's from. Oh, boom! Mission Viejo. That <laughs> yep, <laughs> their win. Pencil it in. USC USC Big Big Ten champion next year. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I knew it. That's you know we can talk about Caleb Williams. He grew up in what DC, right? I think so. Yeah. USC's not going to win with the QB from DC. You saw how the Max Brown experiment went, and he's from Washington. USC needs a quarterback from, like, you remember that uh, old fake reality show, like Laguna High School, like yeah. Laguna Hills. Yeah, they need like someone from like that high school. They need just that kid. Like that's that's what USC needs. And they win. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that we just broke the formula. Lincoln Riley, what are you doing? All right, well, let's get into the meme matchup this week. That was a lot, man. We that was a lot of games to burn through. I think I, it was. I did a pretty good a job right weekend. there. It was a great, great weekend. But yeah, meme matchup. I know I went first last week. So Zuch, what is your meme matchup this week? Clemson, South Carolina. <laughs> Why is that? The coaches, <laughs> the like it's like weird thing where that like, Dabo Sweeney's like kinda on the hot seat and Really, Shane Beamer is too. Like Shane Beamer is a weird They'll like they'll the whole thing. That whole game is just funny to me because like it'll be packed out, and I really can't wait for that game. I mean, I can. I'm probably not going to watch as much. But is South Carolina bowl eligible? Do they even have a chance to be? I'm bowl looking eligible? it up right now. I think they are five and six, but let me double check on that. I mean, I think Clemson's getting a little bit. If I'm being honest with you, Clemson's getting a little bit of a rough, a rough rap this year because they they lost that. Yeah, Duke killed them, but they lost by eight and seven and seven in their other game. So it's not like you know. They I don't know. I think people games. are acting like they're like five and seven. Yeah. So South Carolina's five and six. Okay, so they're playing for bowl eligibility. And I agree with you on the Clemson part. I think it's a bad year, but for anyone to think Dabo Sweeney should be put on the hot seat, it's, you're, you're out of your friggin' mind. It's like with any great player. Like you saw it with Kobe on the Lakers. I'm starting to see it with Steph on the Warriors. You saw it with Tom Brady in, in New England, and it started to go poor for him, and that's why he left in such a sour way. It's when you get someone of that status, for better or for worse, you're married to that person until they want to go, even if it is detrimental right. to everything else. Like Dabo gets the coach at Clemson for as long as Dabo wants. And unless you exactly. want to, and unless Clemson wants to be the bad guys in the situation, like Dabo right. gets the coach. And look, I think Dabo's kind of corny. I think he's kind of a tool sometimes. But the man wins football games. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And he's so, he's so ironically funny. The hickory oh, yeah. dickory doc. The mouse ran up the clock. All-time video by Dabo Sweeney. But my meme matchup of the week is RIP, pour one out. The last Pac-12 regular season game ever, UCLA versus Cal. 
at 7.30 on ESPN. Last time we'll get Pac-12 after dark. Sad day for everyone, but it'll be, let's treat this not like a funeral, but like a celebration of life. Let's remember all the fun times we had watching Pac-12 after dark. I, 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 and Mountain West after dark is like the, the true sicko like stuff. Like if like, cause yeah. I watch Mountain West after dark sometimes, like if the Pac-12 after dark was the club, like the hot, like the Hakkasan nightclub <laughs> in Vegas, Mountain West after dark is a uh, Jim's alibi on Broadway. And you're just ripping 15 beers and you're just having yourself <laughs> a night. But uh, Pac-12 after dark, what's your, some, what's your favorite Pac-12 after dark moments or some of your favorites? As we as we One, reminisce, and I, it's after funny dark. that you say that about Jim's alibi at the different bar. But <laughs> when it was one Saturday night, and me and my friend Troy we were living together at the time, and you've been to this house, but it was right uh, down the street from Crickets, that house. And we're like, okay, let's just yep. go, like, let's go get a couple beers, walk down to Crickets, get a couple beers, like, hang out, because like at the time, uh Washington State was beating UCLA like legitimately. It was like yep. forty-two to three. I, I remember, remember the game. DTR like, game. It was like DTR legacy. Four game. or five touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we get there, we're having a couple beers, like shooting pool or something, playing darts. I don't remember what we were doing, but we were just bored at the house. We're like, let's go out for a little bit. And I kid you not, I think Sean was there right as Washington State starts to come back. There's just this brawl between all these guys in a frat. In the middle of crickets, <laughs> and you see a wazoo fan just like screaming at the TV because he's excited, and the bouncers like pushing people outside. It was like <laughs> it was, and it was like neither team was going to be that good, Washington State or UCLA. But I gotta, uh, I gotta see what that score was because I've never seen a game like that. Didn't UCLA come back like thirty-five points in like a quarter and a half? Yeah, the final score is 67 to 63. Yeah. But at one point, it was. Okay. So, with three minutes and 48 seconds left in the third quarter, UCLA scored to make it 49 to 24. Or, Washington. Yeah, it was 49 to 24, Washington State at that point. And then there was. UCLA won 67 to 63. That's insane to me. It is insane. I got, <laughs> okay, I got... it gets better. <laughs> Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon <laughs> lost the game in which he went 41 of 61 for 570 yards with nine touchdowns and two interceptions. They lost? They lost. <laughs> See, this is the Pac 12 after dark was awesome. Three moments come to mind for me with the Pac-12 After Dark, and I say these because I watch these live, all of them. Um, the first one is the Josh Rosen comeback against Texas A&M. That was absolutely incredible. Oh, I remember incredible. on Fox, like that Sunday night game, right? Is yep, that the one was, you're talking it, about? Yep. It, it, it wasn't on ESPN, so I guess it wasn't traditionally Pac-12 After Dark, but it was a Pac-12 game that started in the evening West Coast time. And that game was just incredible to watch. Also, the clip, remember when uh, Wazoo played, I think it was Stanford or Washington at Lumen Field? And I watched this live. It's used in clips all the time. But the guy who's shoveling a cylinder of kettle corn into his mouth, and he's just going like all-time Pac-12 after dark moment. And Pac-12 after dark moment that I was at in person was when Khalil Tate beat Cal, Davis Webb led Cal, and he ran for like 270 yards, Khalil Tate. It was it was like his first national breaking out game versus, versus Cal. And it was like it went into overtime or double overtime. And Cal either went for two and didn't get it or, or Arizona went for two and got it. But it was just I, I was there live in the stands with Cody, uh, uh, resident Sooner Nation leader Cody and Zach Boyson, uh, member of the Indian Zone podcast, and it was a fun time at Berkeley. There was these two Berkeley guys, and they asked me and Cody, who were in high school at the time, "Hey, like, do you guys know where we can get drugs?" And me and Cody are looking at him like, "Dude, like, we're in high school. Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> like, just two hammered Berkeleyites, and I'm, we're, we're just we're just like, like we were just like, "What?" And we're just like, they're like, "Yeah, never mind." And we're like, "What the hell was that?" But 
I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Pac-12. Well, even like if you go back with the Pac-12, like when USC was in its heyday, like after the Bush and Liner years, those games are always at nighttime. Like the one where Stanford beat them, and Stanford State like, beat them. To it now, the Rogers yeah. brothers like went off and <laughs> yeah. beat them, and you would have like that. Do and it's always show and it, like I counted as a Pac-12 after dark game, even though technically a Mountain West team was in it. But like, I mean, Reggie Bush was good, but like the game that you always see like the highlight of reggie bush you always see is that fresno state. Against fresno state yeah. yeah and they won like 50 to 43 it was like and like people are like fresno like why is fresno state close with ucla well it's the pack and they, those games used to come on i'll never forget this like they used to come on like not even early satellite days but like peak like before streaming of sports really like those games would come on like for us, at least in Florida, like Fox Sports California, and like you'd have to like <laughs> randomly hope you had that game to like, like oh I want like it's you know midnight one in the morning here like I'll be like up with my dad and there we like be trying to find the game and I would be like oh USC Fresno State or Cal Stanford or whoever it was like yeah great times but it was great times I think at least I, there's two good things that might come out of this I think. Mountain West After Dark, true. And, and I've seen, uh, what's it called, Fox and FS1 try to rebrand. Have you seen the, the Mountain West After Dark, like, logos yeah. on, on the late game? So Mountain West After Dark, I think, is going to get even bigger. And then also, I think, sorry, Big Ten and Big 12, I think you guys are just going to have to get used to the West Coast style of those late Saturday games. Like, oh, yeah. we love it. Like, it stinks, but it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. RIP the Pac-12 After Dark great viewing experience let's end the show doing what we think our playoff rankings are going to be after this weekend going into conference championship weekend so this is not our rankings now because the rankings that they already dropped today so this is predicting what do we think the rankings are going to be next week after uh rivalry weekend um do should we even both say one because we have the same one don't we Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Um, my number two is the Michigan Wolverines. I think they beat Ohio State, and I think stuff happens. Here's where it gets interesting, or could. Number three, moving up. I think it's the Washington Huskies. I think Washington kills Wazoo, and they move up. Here's where it gets even more dicey. Florida State comes back in at number four. Back in at four. Who do you okay, have? Yep. At four right now, I'm gonna have Oregon. I think Oregon's gonna with a win over Oregon State. All right. And I think that Florida Florida State game is gonna be a close. And I think they'll put up put Oregon up to have that. Oh, it's three versus four. Like, I could the winner's already Winter going, goes. but I think for yeah. That makes sense. I don't. I don't hate that because I have Oregon at number five. I think Oregon, okay. and like like I said, if you're four through, if you're seven and in, although Texas might get screwed, I, I think there's seven teams that control their own destiny. It's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Alabama, and Ohio State. Those yeah. seven teams control their own destiny. Texas, I would say like fifty percent does. But then my six-ranked team is not Texas. It's not Ohio State. It's Alabama. Like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Alabama's sitting there like a stalking pack of hyenas, just waiting and waiting to pounce. Like, they could care less that they are outside the circle right now. They are going to come in when they deem necessary. And Papa Saban says, sick them to the dogs. And it's that SEC championship could be incredible. Tied versus Georgia. Mine is going to be a little. It's going to sound a little weird, but I do think Texas is going to Texas is going to lose this weekend. Okay. So I had I had Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, Florida State at five. Yeah. I think Alabama is going to be six. Six. I, have I think Texas. Six. I think oh, Texas, but you think is, Texas loses. And yeah, I don't think Texas is going to be in the top six. Yeah, I think Texas is going to lose this oh. weekend. I mean, if they lose this weekend, they might not be in the top eight. 
No. Yeah, they're. Uh, I, I mean, well, if you look be behind there, them, you have. Think, yeah. It depends on what like Missouri, Louisville, and Penn State do, and I guess. Oh man, that those minutes, that's but... just that's a disgusting trio of teams. Louisville, <laughs> Mizzou, and the Fighting James Franklin's of Penn State. That's pathetic. yeah. They're not fun. Nothing is fun about if any you... of those teams. So. <laughs> the only thing fun except about Cody, Louisville... every time you bring up Missouri, talks about how hard their running back runs and that he came from Division Three or whatever it was. Cody, Cody has a soft spot in his heart for anyone who doesn't get recruited straight to like a power school straight out of high school. <laughs> and sorry that I don't think Cam Schrader. Yeah, Cam Schrader looks real good. He looked real good when they played Georgia. No, he ran into a real okay. linebacker then. Killed him, <laughs> Cam Schrader. I'm sure you're a fine running back, but like I said, Mizzou is the kind of school to lose to a G5 in the New Year Six after hyping up all their fans. Yeah, that is exactly. that is the Mizzou thing to do. And partially, I don't care that my vision is being clouded with Mizzou because I think Eli Drinkowitz is a tool. I've said it every week; he's a tool, and I don't think he's a good person at all. This is just me. This is just my opinion. So don't take it as a fact. But the fact of the matter is that if Mizzou goes to a New Year's Six, they are going to lose. And you could put that in the bank because it's cash money. It's cash money. Well, it is a cash bet for, for, for you betting votes. Bet Ole Miss not, not winning a game in the New Year's Six Bowl if they make it. If M- Mizzou makes it to the, the Capital One, like Orlando Bowl, they'll beat the team by 50, in my opinion. No way Mizzou so- wins New Year's Six. What I think is going to happen with Mizzou, I mean, they play, did we say they play, no, Kentucky plays Louisville, Missouri plays, who did we say Missouri plays this year? Or this week, sorry. Let me look it up, let me look it up. Arkansas, okay. If they lose that game, I want to make sure I have, he's right, close that. I really think that they're going to put them versus Kansas in that Texas Bowl. I wanted to make sure I had that bowl. Either that or the Liberty Bowl. Bowl. No, I think Mizzou, Ah. they'll get the border war. That's a big, I mean, Missouri, Kansas, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because didn't they, like, one of the schools, like, bitched out last year? Or allegedly, both sides said the other school was the one who cowered out. So that means yeah. both of them were too scared to play each other. Like, when right, two yeah. schools say, oh, they won't play me, it means you both don't want to play each other. It's like the hold me yeah, back, exactly. bro. And then when you let go, it's like, oh, I don't want to fight. Yeah, uh, so I did Mizzou versus that... Kansas would be good. Yeah, I mean, they'll look like that's a big, that's a good bowl game to have, in my opinion, if you're those two schools. Like, you're playing a, a former, I guess. I guess you don't consider them they, – they're still rivals, but you don't play each other every year now. And the game's in Memphis, so, like, people somewhat will want to go there, I imagine. Uh, the Liberty Bowl is not some Joe Schmo Bowl. Like that, that's a bowl that's been around for a while. Like, it's not like the Cheez-It McCheesy Bowl. Like, it's – Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a solid bowl. And Kansas is what? Has three losses right now? Eight, if so, so, if Kansas wins this weekend – They'll be eight and four. They play Cincinnati. They should win that game. Kansas, damn! I didn't realize Kansas was so had lost the last two by a combined seven points. But eight and four, Kansas, nine and three, Missouri. Like if you're not going to play, then you'll both be in the top twenty-five. Or Kansas should be close. Like why don't even have rivals anymore? Don't even have rivals, and you you can bet your ass that Chase Daniel will be at that game or Chase Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be at the and game. Todd Reesing. Todd Reesing. Maybe Akib Talib. So maybe the, the whole maybe the whole late 2000s crew can get over there for both of the schools. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that's it. That was signing. This is the end of our the last regular season show. Doing this all year. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you to all listening. Thank you to Zeus. This, this has been a fun ride this regular season. It always is a fun It ride. has. And we get always- championship game. It's going to be excellent. If everyone wins who's supposed to be, we are going to have so many playoff eliminators next week that 
I wish the stupid Big Ten would just do like everyone else and get rid of the divisions because you could have – I mean, if Michigan-Ohio State is like a one-point game, they just play again. I want to see that the next week, like, instead of Michigan playing, who I think freaking Iowa is. <laughs> we could have made Iowa-Nebraska the meme matchup, although that, that just might be the sad matchup. That's the cream matchup because that's just – you have to eat a big bowl of ice cream because you're sad watching yeah, that game. It is definitely Iowa. They've already clinched a spot. So, and Brian Ferentz probably... isn't even going to be there. Like, what's the point if Brian Ferentz isn't trying to be on the quest for 25 points a game? <laughs> it's but, just uh... so funny to me to look at them, and they are nine and two, which they have scored over 30 points one time this season. Once. No, it, they have scored... it is incredible. And they do this every year. It's not like <laughs> it's they have scored less than 20 points. One, two, three, four, five. Didn't mean to click on that. Six times they have scored less than 20 points. Six. That's insane. That's only Iowa, though, and only college football, right? right. Like, that is it is those are the intricacies I love that, like, Iowa, like, they this is a team that should be bad in all facets. And they're gonna be playing for a chance to pretty much go to the Rose Bowl. Like if they win right. the Big Twelve, if they win the Big Ten, they're gonna play in the Rose Bowl. So uh, we will see. Enough Iowa talk, Zooch. You got anything else? Nothing else. Everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving and watch some good football this weekend. All right, everybody, enjoy your th- enjoy your Thanksgiving. We will see you next week with a conference champions extravaganza. So stay tuned for that. Peace, everybody. Signing, signing off. <laughs>